something. Everything's gonna <laughs> exist. <laughs> Everything will continue to exist in the universe. Uh, I guess that's something. That's something. <laughs> that's something. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what exists is, is the Firefly universe of things. I mean, it doesn't, like, exist, but... <laughs> It does. It's out. The, the idea of it is out there in the ether, and that's very comforting. <laughs> the verse is out there, and that's important. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to Next Two Nerds. My name is Amy, and I am a leaf on the wind. Aww. And my name is Shannon, and mine is an evil laugh. I mean, I don't know if I can't confirm. Hehehe. <laughs> That wasn't evil. That was like a, a, a squirrel who maybe like <laughs> Fair fair point. I'm uh, took one extra good. nut and was like, Yeah, I'm so clever. I'm chaotic good to my bones. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. So, it's a good quote though. <laughs> it is a very good quote. Oh man. The chaos of the universe cannot stop us. We're gonna do the Firefly episode. We're gonna do it. It's you know, good things come to those who wait, so here we go. Here we go with, <laughs> with all of the good, uh, man, this is, it's such a good, it's such a good show, and it's such a good universe. I love it. Everything about it is just so fucking good, and I forget how great it is in between the times when I, like, reimmerse myself, and then just from the pilot, you're just like, wow, all of these characters are so interesting and like layered and weird like yeah absolutely yeah they're they're really good at establishing the world and the characters pretty much immediately from the point you see them yes yeah hard agree i miss my space kids my space family oh i know they're so good i like the whole look of it too the aesthetic like a fucking space western that's all you space (laughs) yeah yeah best ever it's so good oh my god it was like you know how cowboy bebop is kind of cowboy-y but maybe the aesthetic is more just too super spacey and futury well let's let's put some more cowboy in there for you god i love and like you know there's always people like riding horses planet side and just like the clothes and i love you know how there's the chinese influence and everything that's fucking rad as hell yeah Um, people have you know sneaking all the you know all the different language in there that you know it, it's great ah, it's so good. i love that yeah it's it's so seamless and i like that there's no exposition like everything happens in story and it doesn't pull you out of it like it's just this developed world and history right off the bat it's so good it's so good it's so good it's so good <laughs> but we got to talk about something not so good to start the whole ding dang show that's how we do. Because that's how we do. Um, so, I don't know, Shannon, I would like to take a moment to talk to you about Joss Whedon. Can we talk about Joss Whedon for just, like, a hot second? <laughs> we can always talk about Joss Whedon, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, find, I struggle to find something in this universe that I am just, like, no on. And yeah. <laughs> anytime I'm like, oh, that whole concept of the, you know, the villain character being, like, uh, you know, this really cool villain is always, like, this... Uh, kind of duncey guy to start with and they you know they pull the bait and switch they do that a lot in the series 
Yes. I'm like, I don't like that. And there are other things that I'm like, hmm, don't like that. Don't like all the characters that died. I'm like, these are all kind of as a result of Joss Whedon. And um, I I have yeah. known that he has been uh, of, of a little bit of, you know, has gained some ire in the past few years for various things. Yeah. And yeah, people people get on him <laughs> yeah yeah they do and and i can't say it's not even a situation of you know because it happens a lot that someone who makes something that you love very dearly just turns out to be like a complete douchebag you know yeah i mean it's it's the art and the artist you know and a lot of shitty people make really awesome art unfortunately so exactly but like i feel like at when it's a shitty like an obviously shitty person you can just be like okay i don't care about this person anymore still like their work but i don't give a fuck about this person anymore but like right joss whedon it's like i don't know where you are my dude please i don't know (laughs) i don't know where you stand it yeah he's like a he as a person is like a half-formed idea. Like, I can't get a handle on him. Because sometimes he'll say things that are just so cool and insightful. And I'm like, yes, that's rad. But then, on the other hand, he'll say something and you're like, wow, you are you a piece of shit? Exactly. <laughs> like, there's all this, like, like the whole idea that there's all this, this really good, like, feminist ideology. Especially in stuff like Firefly. And it's great. Oh, for sure. And yeah. then, you know, his wife is like, mm, he, I feel like he doesn't, you know, his wife, who is now his ex-wife, you know, everything that happened there. And, you know, she yeah. kind of called him out as being somebody who doesn't practice what they preach kind of deal. And, you know, even having that lingering thought in the back of my mind is like anybody who anybody can say anything and, and not, you know, necessarily do it. Yeah, that kind of. I don't I'm not a fan of like hypocrisy I'm not a fan of stuff like that and it it just rubs me the wrong way I want to love I want to love him so much because I've loved everything that he's done especially the early stuff you know I've I've yeah, been but, yeah like Buffy Hardy. was like a really big part of both I'm sure both of our our growing up this hundred <laughs> 100%, 100% like she's still my girl and she's still like you know, one of the only blonde, like, girly heroines that I respect, like. <laughs> right. And, like, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, I fucking love it. And oh, it's got my so favorite good. people in it. It's got, it's got Felicia Day and Nathan Fillion and Neil Patrick Harris. And it's like, uh, hi. It's such a good time. Yeah. And Cabin in the Woods. Oh, my God. Cabin in the Woods is, like, the one horror movie that I'm, like, this is, like, nine million percent my jam. Like, I have a love and hate relationship with horror but yeah yeah Cabin in the Woods is so fucking good (laughs) it's a perfect movie it's absolutely perfect like it's the right it's it's the exact right amount of fun versus like creepy spooky ooky and there's like a couple of jump scares but not the kind that make you want to die forever inside exactly (laughs) and it's full of like cute little references and shit and it's yeah yeah I like, I even like the stuff that he's done in, you know, within the Marvel universe and stuff. Like, I, I know a lot of people have conflicted views about that, but he has added some really cool stuff. And yeah. you, you, you want to root for him, and then sometimes you just feel like you can't. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and then sometimes you read that weird, like, script that he had for Wonder Woman when he might have been the one to, like, write it and go, are, are you okay, bud? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't thank the universe enough for not letting that happen. Um, Because 
Wonder Woman's Mabu, and that shit was not cool. Yeah, no, no, that was that was real creepy. That did not feel like it's like there are two people competing inside Joss Whedon for power. <laughs> it's like a that um that old proverb like there are two wolves inside of a person and you know which a good one and a bad one which one wins the one you feed and like he occasionally feeds the bad wolf way too much (laughs) yeah that's that's a very accurate description i think yeah yeah i'm i'm totally with you i have i have very uh complicated feelings towards him as a human (laughs) exactly yeah that's 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 my issue it's 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 not that i hate him because i can't after like the good things that he's done and i feel like there's good ideas in his brain yeah but sometimes i'm like are you are you are you doing okay bud right yeah how are we doing yeah Yeah. are 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 you are you are you feeling well like do do you need a minute like (laughs) do you need to talk to somebody are we some aromatherapy and some acupuncture like what's going on dude tell me tell me i want to fix this oh god but yeah so he's my he's my meh of the week i think that's what you should just call it is the meh of the week the meh of the week yeah i i 100 percent support that i'm right there with you cool cool beans how about you what did you pick um well i know that this might be a little unpopular with some folks because it's not an unbeloved character. Um, and by all rights, I should like him, but I just can't. And that is that is Simon Tam. I was almost <laughs> going to pick Simon. This is hilarious. <laughs> like, I should like him. He, like, he gives up his promising career as, like, a top trauma surgeon mm-hmm. in order to rescue his sister, which is badass. Mm-hmm. But from the first second I see him, I was just like, ugh. Like, just the look of him. That is how I, I ended up going into Joss Whedon, because I was like, I forgot the name of the um, the dude who is, uh, you know, who ends up being the actual sabotager at the beginning there. Because he's kind right. of vaguely recurring, but not really. And yeah. You don't think it's him because he's like he's kind of the doofy funky one and it's simon tam who is like this shifty looking kid like well exactly like that's the thing like he he showed up with like you know his black like clothes and his red glasses and his fucking haughty ass attitude i automatically assumed he would be a villain which may have been a deliberate bait and switch um which is fine but i might actually have liked him better if he were a villain like Um, I don't know, in the first episode, he uses Kaylee as a bargaining chip after she gets shot. Like, he refuses to help her unless they help him in River. I get it, but I don't like it. That's bullshit. Exactly. Like, it's like, you're you're trying to save your sister because of this all this bullshit that's happened to someone who is completely innocent. Don't fucking play that game, my dude. Right. Like, and also, you're a doctor. Your job is to save people. Fucking save her. And maybe that'll put you in the good graces of the people you're trying to ingratiate yourself with. Exactly, exactly. It's like he's so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, despite all of the evidence of his emotional strength and fortitude of character, there's just this, there's a weakness in him that I just can't stand. Like, he just, he reminds me of so many dudes that I've dated who do really selfish shit and then tell you that it's for your own good. Yeah. (laughs) yeah right like oh is it really oh you would know i'm sure like yes clearly you need to tell me what's good for me because you are my better like 
he's got moments here and there where like he loosens up a little bit and he you know he helps the crew but there's still just like there's always like a sour taste in my mouth like he goes back and forth with his feelings for Kaylee and then he kind of cops out on them by saying that like oh I'm polite and distant because that's how I show respect like right it's like shut up you're hurting her and she's so good and she's so upset when you don't return her feelings and god my dude just just pick a side on this plane yeah it's i hate that wishy-washy like abdication of responsibility for other people's reactions to you like i don't i can't and like they remedy it within the movie of serenity and like maybe if the show hadn't been abruptly canceled and ill-treated to begin with you know his character could have shown more development and they could have transitioned him into a more palatable version of himself like if we'd been able to watch him open up on like a normal trajectory and become a firm part of the crew i might feel differently but as it stands like i find him too cold and taciturn and he's just he's too reserved in a way that makes it hard for me to root for him like his bravery is undeniable but with a cast of like such bold immediate like awesome personalities he's just kind of a cold fish like everyone else is so immediately who they are even in their imperfection you you have a very strong sense of who they are and what they're capable of and i don't know in a perfect world we would have gotten a few more seasons and maybe he would have bloomed but here we are and i hate simon tam that's fair (laughs) that's totally fair because i mean all the characters went through shit and i feel like he's always like i've been through so much shit it's like yeah and everybody on the ship has dude right and his is just like everything really bad that happened to him actually happened to river so right i get that he loves his family and that that's very traumatic for him but like he always references like oh my life i would have still been a doctor and i would have been there if not for you know like i just he seems more like a woe is me that I had to take on this burden to save my sister. Like, I don't doubt that he loves her, but it's not like his tragedy isn't like everyone else's tragedy. Like, right. I, I think it's also to do with, you know, he's, he's pretty young. He's like they're him and river are the younger of the, uh, like, yeah. The, yeah. They're babies. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of a very like young adult attitude of the, what was me, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. Like that, that useful narcissism that, you know, you are, you are the epicenter of everything that happens in the whole verse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I, I totally agree. I was, I was very close to picking him and I was like, eh. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was hard for me too, because even like characters that, you know, like you said, are, you know, kind of villainous. I, I enjoy watching them. He's really the only one that it's kind of hard for me to watch him sometimes. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Yay. Good. Oh, good. I'm glad we didn't pick the same person. I know. That's so funny. We do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does happen a lot. Oh, boy. Well, we're, let's go into, let's go to the opposite side of that lovely coin and let's pick our crushes of the week because that's gonna be fun and happy and there's so many good choices and it hurts it hurts me so much to have to narrow it down <laughs> it, it it was a hard one there were there were a lot and i was you know going through it and you know bobby kind of had to enlighten me as to like really no just this one so 
<laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I'm excited to pick here who you did actually pick for your crush of the week. So, so regale me and our audience. So for my crush of the week, I picked just the effervescent Kaylee Fry. Yay. I love Kaylee so much. Um, <laughs> she's Serenity's mechanic. Um, which immediately grabs me because like I love I love a woman put into a world that is typically dominated by men and thriving and you know being so good at what she does um she's so kind and she always sees the best in people no matter what and like she's just she's the heart of the ship like every single person on the crew adores her even Jane who doesn't really seem to care about much of anything except for like his wallet like yeah you see him like nervously crouch down watching simon work on her after she gets shot because like he loves her she's she's a little kaylee like and it's so good that you say heart of the ship because it's like it's so i didn't even think of it previous to this but it's it's so funny that and, and it can't be a coincidence that that kind of character with that kind of personality is placed in the literal heart of the ship. Like heart of the ship, yeah. Without her, <laughs> stuff just doesn't run, and it's oh, yeah, that hurts. It's so good. It's so poetic and so perfect. Oh. Um, yeah, and Mal has this thing. Like he he says of Kaylee, I don't believe there's a power in the verse that can stop Kaylee from being cheerful. It's and true. she's just she's so unflappable in her optimism, no matter what gets thrown at her. Like, as someone who really struggles with that, I so wish I had that quality. Like, it's just, it's so nice. Like, no matter what, she's always just like, well, here I am, smiling. It'll be okay, guys. Don't you worry. (laughs) I got this. It's okay. And it's just, like I said before, like, it's so refreshing to see a female character engaged in one of the trades. Like, she's good with tools and working with her hands. And, like, she can maintain a huge starship. Like, that's fucking rad as hell. Like, slight sidebar, but all the women on that, in in that show are just, like, you know, these awesome versions of of not typical, quote-unquote, roles for women, and it's great. Yeah, they're fucking powerhouses. It's amazing. I love it. Um, Yeah, she, the way Kaylee gets her job, too, just, like, kills me. Like, Mm. we find out that she gets the job as the ship mechanic when Mal catches her hooking up with the current mechanic and he incorrectly tells Mal that they can't fix the ship and Kaylee jumps in, diagnoses their problem and just fucking fixes it. And Mal's like, oh, okay, this is your job now. I love like, it so much. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And they bring it up again in the episode Shindig, which is one of my favorite episodes, by the way. It's a good episode. Um, when... Kaylee dazzles all the male attendants of the party with her knowledge of, like, the latest ships and their inner working. She just has this crowd of, like, upstanding, like, you know, rich aristocracy, like, hanging on her every word because she can talk to them about things they're interested in. Right. And And she goes, she starts that episode, like, trying to, like, not knowing how she's going to, like, fit into this thing and trying to, like, be someone she's not. But it's like, when she is who she is, people love her for it. It's like, yay! It's so good. It's so good. And it's just, like, especially after, like, having been treated poorly by, you know, like, the the females at the party because, like, she's not wearing the right dress and she's obviously not, you know, one of the gentry. And then just to see her, like, 
fit in in her own way without being anything different is just so like heartwarming it's good it's very good she's also like super relatable like out of all of the characters i think i relate with her the most because she's she's got all these wonderful things going on that like anyone can see but she still deals with so many insecurities like she doesn't think she's as pretty or as sophisticated as anara she's not as important as a big city doctor like simon like yeah she gets discouraged when mal doesn't actually see her as a woman but just a mechanic like wash tell me i'm pretty <laughs> like oh it's so oh, good Billy, you sweet bean she's you a sweet, sweet bean. bean and just like on the rare occasion that her mechanical prowess fails her she gets like super depressed and starts like beating herself up saying that she's failed the serenity and oh how could i do this like it's just she doesn't see how great she is and it's just it's sad for her that she doesn't but it's super relatable for me yeah (laughs) yeah that's a big agree yes absolutely (laughs) and she's she's such a compelling genuine person she's sweet in a way that's wholesome but completely uncloying like she loves the ship she loves the crew and she's got just a great big smile for the whole verse with her heart on her sleeve like she's got so many qualities that i wish that i had and she's just she's a perfect example of the fact that kindness and empathy don't make you weak that they can actually be your strength she's great love it yeah and and she also has my favorite exchange in like the entire show um where she <laughs> oh it fucking kills me she's going on a year now i ain't had nothing twixt my nethers weren't run on batteries and mal goes oh god i can't know that and jane goes i could stand to hear a little more <laughs> it's so funny oh my goodness <sighs> and it's just it's so perfect like Kaylee's guileless and just saying what she feels. Mal is completely shocked and embarrassed because, oh my god, this is like his little sister. Yeah. And Jane is like, yes, please tell me more perverse things. I am into it. This is this <laughs> is what I'm. This is my jam. I'm soups into it. Oh like, my god, it's so good. It's it's great because it, it really like they are just her family. And she's like, I don't fucking care what you guys think. I don't say what the fuck I want. It's yeah. There's there's no you know there's no pretense. She's just like this is a thing I'm saying, and it's like oh little Kaylee, I love you. Here comes and, out of my mouth. Yeah, she's just she's the best, and that's why she's my crush of the week. I love Kaylee forever. Yay! <laughs> I am so glad that you did end up sticking with Kaylee because she's so good. Yeah, she's so good. Like, I when I talked about it with Bobby, he was just like, you have to pick Kaylee. You have to. And I was like, I don't know. And he went into where I have my jewelry box and came back with a giant enamel pin of a teddy bear. And he's like, you're picking fucking Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely fair. And I was like, all right, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Goodness, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we did, we did absolutely go in the same direction then. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to hear who you picked. Because I did definitely pick Hoban Wash Washburn. Because Yay! Who who Yay! calls themselves Hoban? Who is like, yes, hello. <laughs> My name is Hoban. <laughs> no, he's Wash. He is Wash. Oh. He is the best. I love him. <laughs> so good. Similar to you, I find him like the most relatable character for me. Oh, yeah. I love how he's just introduced as having, like, this existential argument with toy dinosaurs. and It's so good. And I'm like, yep, okay, this is my guy. I got it. It's 
Oh, it's such a good introduction. It's 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 such a good way to introduce a character to let you know, like, because otherwise, outside of everything, he's usually very like calm and collected, and you know, he'll he'll occasionally like he'll either be incredibly panicked or calm and collected. I I enjoy that. Just like the the vacillation between those two extremes. Like, there's no gray area. There's just like freak the fuck out, and eh, it's fine. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's great. It's incredibly relatable because I'm never like meh on anything i'm either freaking out about it or okay with it so i i love him he's great um yeah you're you're very washed you are very very washed (laughs) and i mean he's i love that the dynamic between him and his wife zoe because they they it's like they just switched the roles i mean yeah a pilot is like kind of that that's been a lot of the case for you know a, a male occupied role but the fact that his wife is this big strong woman who could as he has said um his he has a beautiful wife who can kill him with her pinky like (laughs) (laughs) it's so good and it's so awesome to see like i love it when women are taller than men in coupling because that's typically something that they don't put on you know television or in movies like it's always you know a little little tiny lady and like a big giant man like it's like no switch that (laughs) Yeah, switch it up, y'all. Switch it up. And I love how insecure he is about so many things, like the relationship with Zoe and Mal. You know, there's a whole oh, good episode yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh. And, like, despite all of that, he is just fiercely loyal to everybody on that ship, especially Mal. Like, Yeah, yeah, he puts a lot of faith in him, and it's just, he gives his heart to the people around him, and there's just no question about it like he doesn't ever flag in his loyalty to them and that's so fucking cool yeah it's 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 just really nice and good and it's nice to see that in a character who is not you know the big fighter who is not the person who's gonna you know come in guns blazing he's just he is as normal as a lot of that crew gets you know yes absolutely he is often the voice of reason like i a lot of times like i feel like he is us on that ship yeah like... <laughs> and and just the again his line i am a leaf on the lid watch how i soar that that is his mantra when things get real shitty and he doesn't even really know what it means <laughs> it's just it's good yeah it's so good. It's very uh, good. I, I love the style of him wearing, you know, the crazy kind of, you know, weird button up, not flower print, but like, like dad going on vacation in Florida t-shirt on top of the, <laughs> the jumpsuit. Yes. Yes. It's so good. That's uh, a look. He, it is a strong look. That is a look with an L-E-W-K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know big old you know big old giant spoiler warning hey hey yo here's a big spoiler here's a big giant fucking spoiler so maybe skip ahead like a couple of minutes in this because we might talk about it for a sec um (laughs) when he dies in serenity Uh, (laughs) and and just the fact that when river takes his place and and she ends up putting you know the little dinosaurs up on the bridge and keeping them there as a tribute to him and it's, it's very like you know she she you know, is very close to a lot of these people on the ship, even though she doesn't show it. And just, I love seeing how River reacts to, like, certain things like that. And that, that one really got me. That that was, yeah, that, that whole thing was, like, 
a knife to the gut. Like, you don't see it coming. And that's a thing that I will never forgive Joss Whedon for. Like, I know he gets that a lot. And I get it. And I get that, obviously, the most shocking death would be this beloved, benign, like, force of good. I get that. Right. But I don't fucking like it no i don't appreciate it and and especially when he goes into you know whenever he gets interviewed about it he's like yeah if you know firefly wasn't canceled wash would still be alive and it's like that doesn't make me feel any better dude it's that just feels incredibly petty like that's that's some ex-girlfriend bullshit right there like like it, it it's it's too much for me and, and and like you said it just kind of happens out of nowhere he dies instantly like yeah you know, that, that harpoon just like impales him and he's dead yeah there's no goodbye there's no anything and there's not even any time for anybody to process that like they're immediately thrown into essentially a fucking battle and wash's body is just in the ship and they're fucking like fighting for their lives and that really was so hard for me to watch. Like, like I get it. I get what you're trying to do, dude, but I'm not cool with it. You know? Right. Like that really, really hurt me deep. Like I, I still hurt when I think about that. And every time we rewatch it, I brace myself. Like when I was rewatching it to prep for the podcast, like I grabbed Bobby's hand and just like squeezed it because I knew it was coming. Oh, and you know, yeah, it hurts every time. Like, he's so great, and it just, it seems incredibly unnecessary. Yeah, I, there was, I was reading, like, a thing that was in, in a, a apparently was right after Serenity had aired. He, he had, um, you know, Alan Tudyk, who I love, he's great, I love him, he's Oh, great. love him, yeah. He had written that, like, on a thing for a fan, and the woman was, like, super distraught since it was, like, right after this, that he had to get a new picture to give her because, like, it was too much. Oh, yeah. I'm, And I get that it's brilliant because it is so affecting. I do understand that, but just no thank you. Like, yeah. No thank you. So rarely has a, you know, a character's death really, like, gotten to me, so. Yeah, that was a big one. That's that's definitely in my, my top five worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of all time. Worst anime deaths, yeah. I, yeah, but yeah, I love him. He's he's incredibly, you know, I love his pragmatism. I love his sense of humor. I very much relate to him. He's a good boy. I love Wash. He's my crush of the week. Oh, yeah, he's such a good one. And he is very you. You are very, very what? <laughs> I, I, I went to a, I, I went to the Steampunk World Fair in New Jersey one year. And we were trying to dress up in a similar, in, in a sort of Firefly-esque fashion and we were discussing our, our what Firefly characters, you know, would, would it worry to make, you know, uh, a, a crew. And I was like, I really wish I was Mal, but I don't think I'm Mal. And my friend was like, nah, dude, you're like the most washed person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like, That's cool. Yep. <laughs> like, you're yep. right. <laughs> he's, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. I love him. Absolutely. And that's the hallmark of a really good show where there's like a character that someone like literally every one of your friends strongly identifies with one of the characters like that's the hallmark of like really good it's true i'm like so so i had to choose between my crush of the week and my D. &D. i don't know if that was a similar situation for you um 
I had a couple of candidates, but then I had a really weird idea and I decided to go with the really weird idea because I didn't think that you would expect it. So my goal was to surprise you. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Let me start because I feel like I did a very obvious idea. (laughs) I'm super excited. I always love hearing your Soup's excited. Same here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for yours, but I'll go through mine. So I picked, um, I think you probably know, judging by the fact that I just said he would have been my crush of the week. Yes. So yes, it's Malcolm Reynolds because God. Yes. Oh, love me. Some Captain tight pants. Right. Ugh. Anything uh. Nathan Fillion is in, I will, I will gravitate to loving that character with all of my heart and soul. Absolutely. Um, even stuff that's not my jam. Like, mm-hmm. like even, I've never watched Castle, but like, you know, I'd get in there. <laughs> he is, he is likable as hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I decided to, and I I I did a little very slight multiclassing, but um, so in in critical role content, uh, if everyone recalls, uh, Percival from the first uh, critical role campaign, uh, they they like created the gunslinger archetype for that, and. So I decided to make him a gunslinger fighter. Oh, that's so perfect. Which is great because, like, fighters are great and and it's nice to be able to, like, you know, swing your sword, swing your sword, swing your sword. This is like, shoot your gun, shoot your gun, shoot your gun. Like, it's fucking beautiful. That's awesome. That's so mal. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very mal archetype. And then I went I did I'll I'll just say off the bat, I went like four levels into monk just because he can do a punch. Yeah, absolutely. He can do a punch, and I like having the unarmored defense because, you know, no one wears armor in Firefly. and <laughs> No. And he he does get smacked around quite a bit. He so. gets smacked around a bit. Um, having slow fall I thought was good, you know, for oh, him landing in the trash that, yeah. naked, you know, and surviving all that nonsense. But... <laughs> Yeah, you need that. You need that. <laughs> you need that. You need that. But but yeah, just a little bit of monk to get get the little bit of the punchy boy in it. But uh, I did. This this gunslinger fighter is a lot of fun. So um, proficiencies I picked perception because I feel like that was pretty obvious. Yeah. As a as a fighter and as a soldier, you you would have like your good awareness of your surroundings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I picked history because. I didn't go hard into his intelligence. I think he ended up with a 12, but like, he's not stupid and he knows, like, you know, he did get proper schooling. He knows things and often surprises people with the stuff that he knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'd throw that in there. That's like a cool, fun little thing that might not be, uh, might not be noticed. Yeah, no, I dig that. That definitely tracks. Yeah. So you get, before you choose your, um, your, uh, martial archetype you choose your fighting style so i picked archery to get the plus two bonus to attack rolls from ranged weapons which is nice very cool uh obviously they get second wind and action surge this is a fighter they're super fun gunslinger is great because you get proficiency with with guns everybody loves a gun Uh, you need that you need that for now everybody (laughs) needs a gun um And yeah, they gain proficiency with firearms, so you can add your proficiency to bonus attacks made with firearms, which is super good. They get gunsmith uh, as a, uh, as a, I just, oh my god, how did I lose the name of the archetype gunslinger? Uh, (laughs) Which, you know, they get, um, they have firearm properties. So 
you can reload your weapon. Yeah, you can spend an attack or an action to reload. Uh, there's different things that you can do to, you know, kind of negate that as you level up. But uh, you can possibly misfire, which is always fun. <laughs> oh, I like that. And that, yeah, sometimes they have some bad luck. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, I like having that in there. Um, explosive is a possible thing that can happen. So your, your ammo just kind of explodes because they're, you know, it's a newer, in this, in the world of critical world, it's like a very new technology. So yeah. weird shit can happen to it. And I love that, you know, chaos of it. Yeah, the unpredictability is nice. It makes for some fun storytelling moments. Yeah, so the explosive, upon a hit within five feet of the target, uh, creatures must make a dexterity saving throw and um, or suffer 1d8 fire damage. It's like, that's cute. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <real cute. laughs> and um, yeah, the different like ammunition kind of judges what the properties are, you know, how much reload, how much misfire chance, stuff like that. Very cool. Um, they get these cool uh, abilities called trick shots, which they get, you know, at different levels you get a new trick shot which is basically like cool little shots that you can do to spend um you get these uh points called grit points which are based on your wisdom modifier oh okay so it's kind of like you know monks with key you know you spend a point to do a thing right right um you can do like winging shot is one that i picked for him where uh, on a hit a creature suffers normal damage and must make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone that's rad a uh, really cool one disarming shot which is it, it is what it says it is <laughs> that would definitely come in handy <laughs> you shoot you shoot you shoot the thing out of their hands like cool super cool bean uh, <laughs> um bullying shot which is like you make a charisma like you make an in intimidation check with the shot which is really cool oh that's rad yeah um i like that yeah that one is like i think super on point that's fucking cool, yeah. Yeah, uh, piercing shot, which is, again, another thing that is what it says it is. Yeah. And dead eye shot is a fun one. Um, when you make a firearm attack against a creature, you can expend one grit point to uh, gain advantage on the attack roll. Oh, okay, cool. So just fun little things to make it easier to shoot stuff. It's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that that's so perfect for Mal. Yeah. It, it feels very, like, being able to, like, in, influence things, like, with your charisma and your different abilities and having, like, you know, tricksy little things to do. It, it feels yeah. very much like that sassy boy. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like, there's so many scenes in my head where I'm just like, that's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, I mean, all the extra attacks that you get is great. Um, at 7th level, you get quick draw, and you can add your proficiency bonus to your initiative. My initiative for him is, like, 10 plus 10 dang like dang like that's good initiative dude that's that's some stuffs right there all right i love the the this is just all fighters get indomitable that you can re-roll a saving throw if you fail which is great oh that's awesome um you get rapid repair at 10th level so you can oh, okay. like fix a jammed gun oh that's cool that's awesome yeah it's really neat um we get lightning reload at level 15 so you can reload at any firearm as a bonus action you don't have to use an action which is nice oh that's rad yes and yeah so that's like your main abilities for him um yeah it's having having shooty gun fighter is is great i love it 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, obviously, I picked Soldier for his background. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, you get the athletics and intimidation as skill proficiencies, which is nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. You need that. Yeah, and you get military <laughs> rank as your as your background feature, which is fair that, you know, soldiers who were formerly loyal to you, like, recognize you and, and respect you, which is, like, his entire crew, you know. Basically. <laughs> and I swear, the characteristics for, like, soldier fit Mal, like, to a T. It's not even funny. Like... <laughs> personality traits i'm haunted by memories of war i can't get the images of violence out of my mind oh god yeah <laughs> i've lost too many friends and i'm slow to make new ones so i picked those two. Oh, though yeah big <laughs> big thumbs up on those. big old, big old <laughs> yes ideals i picked independence uh when people follow orders blindly they embrace a kind of tyranny um i feel like mal is like a very chaotic character in general he kind of bounces between neutral and good i don't feel like he ever lands completely anywhere but i i agree on that for sure like he's definitely he doesn't blindly follow orders like he tries to do what he thinks he should for his himself and his crew you know his people exactly like later on he might try and say like oh well we did this thing because it was we were saving slaves uh, yeah that was my intention originally you know like... right he has no compunction about doing like illegal and shady shit if it you know gets him where he needs to be exactly exactly yeah. so he's he's just he's all chaos he's all chaos oh for sure yeah uh bonds i'll never forget the crushing defeat my company suffered or the enemies who dealt it oh it's yeah because like it, again that one is just yeah <laughs> it's just hard for me to talk about how bad he feels about it and the, the battle look, of serenity valley his... and like it's why he names oh. his ship what he names it and you know the look on his face when he realizes what is happening is probably the worst feel ever right it's a big it's a big sad and then yeah flaws yeah. i made a terrible mistake in battle that cost many lives and i would do anything to keep that mistake secret oh yeah yeah so yeah, he's he's a very he's a very sad and you know very damaged individual, and um, it's it's very I think poignant that River sees him as like the next person down from her brother that he trusts just because he's seen so much and he's been through so much and he she feels like he can relate to her in a way yeah. that other people can't. And um, I love I I love how much he fucking hates religion. When it is my favorite thing, like when Shepherd Book is like, "Do you mind if I say grace?" and he's like, uh, "Not if you don't say it out loud." No, right? I love that. You know, you're welcome on my boat. God ain't like, dang right, bud. Proud of you. It's... But yeah, uh, so that's my that's my Malcolm Reynolds. He's a gunslinger fighter with a little bit of monk because he can throw some punch. He likes to throw the punch. And yeah, he is a punch boy. He's a good punch boy who shoot things. And of course, they have a big old high, you know, constitution and dexterity and strength, which fits. And I was gonna do survive uh, survival as one of his uh, his his proficiencies, but I feel like that was a little too on the nose. So <laughs> too on the nosy. A little too on the nosy. But uh, but he still got he's, his wisdom's pretty high, so he still got pretty decent survival. 
that all tracks. That's a very good Mal. He's he's a good boy. I I would like, I want to play a gunslinger now because they look like so much fun. That's what always happens when we like do our builds. I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to get a game going. We need to do this thing. I know, right? <laughs> like, fucking plus ten initiative is very nice. <laughs> yeah, that is that is some good shit right there. Oops, I rolled a ten. Oh, that's a twenty. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. My B. So Shannon, oh. who did you D and Dify? I need to know. So. I had a couple of characters on my list, but then this one kind of came into my head out of nowhere, and I was like, this is not really something that I would ever do, so I'm going to do it. Um, so I picked Mr. Universe. From... That's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, he's a reclusive techno geek who lives alone on a remote base with his love bot wife, Lenore. Yep. Um, <laughs> he sure does. Uh, he's got, like, a crazy impressive setup, and he's capable of basically intercepting pretty much any recording or transmission in the entire system. Like, he is the king of information, and I thought that was so fucking cool. That is really um, cool, yeah. And I'm adding this in because I don't know how many people are huge nerds like me and read the novelizations of stuff. Um, probably not everybody, because it's weird, and I get obsessive. Everybody um, does it. Every single person in the world um but in the novelization of the movie you find out that he went to the same school as wash yep and he got the best grades by hacking into the computer system but wash was the better pilot so (laughs) yeah and wash is like i won't tell anybody about your shit but you know i can beat the shit out of you yeah exactly exactly like (laughs) Um, so I thought it would be really cool to make him a Kenku. Um, because the Kenkus, um, they have been robbed of their wings. So they are essentially flightless birds who are basically vagabonds and burglars who live on the edges of society. Um, they have a really bad reputation, but it's, it's not wholly unearned, but they can totally prove to be valuable allies. So I figured that kind of tracks with what we know of him, you know. Yeah, that's pretty spot on, definitely. Yeah. Um, he doesn't come across as entirely trustworthy, and he does sell the crew out just a smidge. A little bit. Just a, just just a little bit. bit. Um, but, you know, he does, he is a good ally, you know, he does try to get the signal out, even though he's dying, and, like, he programs his wife to warn Mal about the bounty hunter, but, you know, so... Not the worst. No, he, but, um, he's not the worst. He gets better. Yeah. Um, for their racial bonus, they get a plus two to dex and a plus one to wisdom. Um, they get expert forgery, um, so they can duplicate any creature's handwriting or craft. Um, oh, nice. I didn't know they got that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and they get two proficiencies, so I picked deception, obs, mm-hmm. um, and sleight of hand, because I thought that would kind of fit with the character. Um, yeah. You also get mimicry, um, so you can mimic sounds you hear, including voices, and any creature that hears what sound you make, they have to have a successful wisdom check against your charisma to be able to discern its validity. Yeah, I love that part of them. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so cool. I love burbs anyway, but like I've never made a kenku, but I've never picked a character that would so perfectly be a kenku. 
Um, so I did do some multi-classing with him, um, just to make like a character more true to he is, but I started off with Artificer, um, cause you know, at first level you get Magical Tinkering, then at second level you get Infused Item, and then at third level you get to choose your Artificer Specialist type, and I found some really cool homebrew stuff on, you know, the, the D&D wiki, um, and it's called Robotic Engineer. Um, yeah, they are experts in mechanical constructs from the simplest contraption to hulking complex arcane infused battle machines. Um, yeah, (laughs) he, he, he did build himself a robot wife, so it was important for me that I not steal that from him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take his robot wife away, Shannon. (laughs) I don't want to divorce them. Um, do it. So at first level, you get Master Smith, and that gives you proficiency with Smith's tools, and you get the cantrip of Mending. Um, you get Arcane Construct, and starting at first level, you can choose a large beast, which becomes a construct fueled by arcane magic, although it is not magical by nature. And you're connected to it through a telepathic bond, but the creature's not sentient and has no will of its own. Like, robot wife much? Um <laughs> not saying anything um, about that <laughs> it's not weird it's totally fine totally um, normal <laughs> robot wave um the construct can't be charmed and it's immune to poison damage and the poison condition um the telepathic bond you share um has no range limit within the same plane of existence because the engineer imbues a small part of its soul to the core of the construct um and it shares your initiative construct is killed it can be returned to life via normal means like the revivify spell or over the course of a long rest you can repair it if you have access to its physical body um if you don't have access to its physical body you can take an entire week of eight hour days to rebuild one for yourself um cool so yeah yeah there there are consequences if you know you get it destroyed so and i just i really like the idea of mr universe like having a week where he has to build like a new wife but he's like super bummed out and like grumbling like that's what i get for helping mal and his fucking crew like i i like that and i feel like (laughs) um at third level you get um improved weaponry which uh enables you to build your construct any any martial weapon of your choice um it becomes proficient with it and can make normal attack um and so i only went three levels into artificer basically so he could build robots and then i multi-classed into bard um that that tracks yeah yeah um so i gave him proficiency with investigation history and deception which kind of suits his techno hacker vibe um You get two cantrips, so I picked Vicious Mockery, because I will pick Vicious Mockery any opportunity I'm given to pick it. It's so good. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and I picked Message, um, and, you know, you point your finger toward a creature in range and whisper a message. The target, and only the target, can hear it and reply. Um, you can cast this through solid objects if you're familiar with the target and you know that it's beyond whatever barrier you're casting. Um, so... I'm super dorky, and I just kept thinking of Can't Stop the Signal. So I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> this is neat. <laughs> this is a neat one. Um, 
So for first level spells, you get identify um, and comprehend language. Uh, I also picked dissonant whisper, and you whisper a discordant melody that only one creature can hear, wrecking it with terrible pain. On a failed wisdom saving throw, it takes 1d6 psychic damage. Um, That's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. Like, I wanted him to sort of have powers that reply, like, required more information and knowledge because he's like he's a little tiny scrawny dude who lives on a moon base like he's not he ain't gonna he's not yeah like he's he's not physically imposing or aggressive really all he has are his words his intellect and his access to information um his robot wife let us not demean the value no the robot wife you know that's that's pretty much the main thing um you get jack of all trade um which is very cool um always comes in handy and then at third level you choose your bard college i obviously chose the college of lore um because he definitely knows something about most things um yeah and the loyalty of those bards they're all about the truth and they would rather be honest than polite and mr universe only cares about the information and everyone having access to that information so yeah he is not a um, boy, no. No, no, definitely not. Um, at 10th level, you get Magical Secrets, which I felt tracked really well. Yeah. And um, you can pick any two spells from any other class. So I picked the Druid spell of Foresight, which nice. I thought kind of tracked for, you know, his death scene when he tells Mal what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, that, that kind of works narratively. And... Then I picked a six-level warlock spell of true seeing, um, which, That's cool. yeah, you know, getting the signal out, helping to show the verse, the truth of where the reavers come from, and who the true enemy really is. Um, so in his standard array, I did his dex 15, his wisdom 14, and his charisma 13, only so that I could multi-class into bard, not because he's particularly charismatic, because he is not. No, um, no. <laughs> Um, for his alignment, I picked Chaotic Neutral. Um, yeah. Ken- yeah, like, Kenku are chaotic creatures by nature, and Mr. Universe has zero interest outside of his own well-being and the ability to just continue exactly what he's doing just the way he likes it. Like, he's not going to go out of his way to fuck anyone over, but he's not going to risk himself for others if he thinks that's what he's doing. Um, like... He'll do exactly what he's want to do with no remorse in his choice if it adversely affects other people. He's not malicious, but he's sure as hell not a hero. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, absolutely. A lot of neutrals in the Firefly universe, I would Yeah. Say. Yeah, I've been noticing that. Yeah. Um, can't be helped, you know. Space war. <laughs> exactly. It Space war, people sad. Sad people. <laughs> um, so his background, I picked criminal spy, obviously, mm-hmm. because he's literally spying on the whole yep um, <laughs> um you know that gives him stealth proficiency and thieves tools which is kind of cool um and then you know background feature criminal contact um he definitely knows how to get in touch with you know people from the cd underbelly if he needs to um uh, for traits i did the best way to get me to do something is to tell me i can't do it he's very proud of what he's capable of so the best way to manipulate him would be you know to not believe in him. Right. <laughs> um, for ideals, I picked freedom, because that's really the only one that fit. Um, yeah. And then for his, like, for his bonds, I didn't 
really find any that fit. So I did a custom bond and I said, an acquaintance covered for me a long time ago. I help them when I can in exchange for my secret being kept. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Wash. Sorry, Wash. Um, <laughs> and then I did a custom flaw because, um, again, there wasn't anything that super tracked. So I picked my arrogance and my talent and my skill with my chosen craft will be my downfall. Which, um, yep, that's... <laughs> it never occurs to him that someone will just fucking shoot him. That never crossed his mind. Yeah, um, yeah everything else did, but, like, that. The thing that people do in Firefly 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah, so maybe you should have paid a little bit more attention to what's actually happening, <laughs> sir. Um, but, you know, he's got that great quote, there's no news, there's the truth of the signal. And that's kind of like his whole being, you know, summed up into one little nugget. So that was my Mr. Universe, my chaotic neutral Ken Artificer Bard. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. It was super fun to do. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that. That's a fun, that's a fun build. And that's like a useful little, that's, it sounds like a useful little build. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not like a powerhouse, but he's. He's like a good active party member. Yes. So yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Super fun. Super fun. Shannon, yeah. do we have like questions from our friendos? We do. Um from Bobby, there there was a statement sort of and uh, a uh -oh. question. <laughs> um the question was who would win in a fight? Jane or drunk Jane? <laughs> I mean, drunk Jane. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i gonna have to go with you, because, like, Jane never fights fair, but drunk Jane is a fucking wild card. Yeah, like, that boy don't is, give a fuck. Yeah. He's an absolute madman. Like, he was drunk and saved an entire town and didn't even remember it until they had to go back there. Like, <laughs> Exactly. It's like, that's that's who you're dealing with. Yeah, that like, guy wins Jane every time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, my money is on Drunk Jane for sure because there is nothing more chaotic than Jane than a Drunk Jane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't, you, there are no variables that you can account for with Drunk Jane. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Oh, that's awesome. I'm really glad we, we saw eye to eye on that one. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> cut and dry. <laughs> and then uh, Bobby also said, Simon is a poor man's Kylo Ren. Discuss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of true. Because I, I even feel the same way about Kylo Ren that I'm like, I get where he's been. I understand that I'm supposed to feel for the shit that he's been through. But he just feels like a whiny little brat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it definitely it, it definitely tracks. And I 100% I agree. And I agree with the poor man's Kylo Ren as well. Because, I mean... At least there's a little bit more completion and complexity with Kylo's character. Like, there's an attempt made to add some nuance in. Right. But whether it be purposeful or just because they, you know, there were only one season worth of episodes, you know, Simon doesn't really have that, you know. And it's not great for Kylo, but it's even worse for Simon. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. There are at least points where I'm like, you know what, Kylo Ren, I kind of get it. I kind of feel you. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, Simon I... is just like, you're just, I, I can't, especially just the way that, he, like you like you said, the way that he's like, 
um, I had to go, I had to leave school, even though I'm this super talented doctor. Like, can you stop? (laughs) Yeah. Like, maybe your sister getting her brain ripped open isn't your woe. Maybe it's hers. So stop taking credit for her pain. (laughs) Right? Like, I get that it's your guilt just kind of trying to turn this in a weird way in your brain. Like, I get it, but also stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. Simon's definitely worse off than Kylo for whatever reason. But yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he's big old yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my friend Joe gave us a question I was super excited to to hear. Um, Which subplot do you wish you were able to follow up on and why? Mm. Oh, man. I don't know. There's some... Because there's a lot of dangling threads in that, you know, in that verse. And all of them are so interesting. Um, I I had to go with Shepherd Book. Yeah. Because you get so many little hints that he's had this weird, fucked up, nefarious past. Like, you know, working basically with the enemy and there's stuff that he knows that he's abandoned to be a better man like he's very much a fallen character seeking redemption through his good works and we never find out what any of that is yeah yeah that's that's really that's really true and uh, there's even i'm thinking about the outer worlds game again but oh, there's a priest character in that game who they constantly hint at the things that have happened in his past. Like he says that he has served in a prison, but it's kind of unclear whether he was just maybe in prison. And there are certain right. weird things about it. Like you learn some, but there's still some stuff that's just not there. And I love that stuff about characters where you just kind of, you know that they've been to a bad place, even though they're in a good place or a better place right now, but there's so much that you just don't know about them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I good jam. That. That's a good jam. Yeah. I just, I, I like thinking about it because, you know, he probably wasn't always a religious man. Like he may not have always believed and through, you know, whatever he went through, he decided that this was how he was going to change. And this was how he was going to, you know, bring the word to thems that need it. Like, yeah, I, like I don't know. That. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. Like, I also, you know, I would like more Mal and Anar actually not being completely obtuse about <laughs> each other. Problematic, um, and, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's 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 a ton of stuff. I mean, in the the graphic novels that they introduce that. Zoe was pregnant when Wash died. I was just about um, to say that, yeah. So that would be super interesting. Like, there's a million and one things that... But, yeah, I I would pick Shepard Book just because I feel like his would be the most intense. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i glad you mentioned with um, Zoe being pregnant because I was actually going to say, I, I don't know if you would consider it like a, you know, a subplot, but I really want to know what happens with the daughter i don't know how far they went into it with the graphic novels i just know that um you know zoe was having you know she was having like issues from the birth and that you know they have this daughter emma and i would love to see what happens to that kid and who she becomes yeah i i'm not sure how far they got into it i just 
I haven't been able to keep up on them, yeah, unfortunately. Same. But it would, yeah, that's definitely like a storyline I would be very invested in. And I, I would love to know more about how Kaylee like got to where she got to, you know, before she joined up with them. Like, how did she yeah, end up like, in that particular spot at that particular time? You know? Yeah, like they vaguely mention, you know how her dad said she always just had a knack for mechanical things, but, like, we don't really know a ton about her past, and she was so willing to just, like, up and leave her whatever, you know? So it it makes me think that there's a lot more going on than we know about. Yeah, there's definitely a lot in her life that I'm like, I want to know what happened. <laughs> I want to know what made you this person. Yeah, there, there was definitely not enough of so many characters. Yeah, yeah, that's a big... That's a big agree, yeah. And I actually, I have a question for you that I'm curious about. Ooh. Uh, What character would you most want on your ship's crew, and why? Oh my goodness. Well, I can't pick Wash because we're too similar. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. I mean, mm, I want to say, I mean, I'm going to end up saying, you know, Captain Mal because he's he's a great character and I love him and I feel like he makes tough decisions where it's he difficult does. to make yeah. the decision yeah like for for how many problems that Mal has and the issues that he has in his past he is the captain for a reason and yeah know. yeah he would be a good compliment to you too you two would be very copacetic on a ship together yeah, I feel like you need you need the the that two sorts of thinking with you know yeah I'll just I'll I will act right just now and do it and well let's talk about this for a second you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's great that's perfect also yeah. he's 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 freaking hot look at him Captain tight pants Jesus Christ he is a, he is a babe he's for a sure God <laughs> how about you I would have to pick Jane um, I like that pick. <laughs> For very similar reasons to you, too. Like, I feel like he has so many qualities, both physical and, you know, just the way that he thinks that are very different from what I bring to the table. Um, And with Jane, there's no artifice. There is no performance. What you see is what you fucking get. Yeah, you you don't ever question what he's thinking. You know. Yeah. Right. Like, you may not always be able to trust Jane, but you can always trust Jane to be Jane. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, like, he's, you know, a super bash him up strong, beady boy, which I, with my noodle arms, do not bring to the table. Um, <laughs> my noodly arms. My noodle arms. <laughs> Big same um, on that one, yep. <laughs> and I'm highly analytical, and I antagonize decision-making a lot, so I need someone who's not gonna just sit there and think with me for, you know, 15 hours while our ship gets blown apart. Um, yeah. um and i also feel like i could boss him around because jane cannot handle strong women i know i love that it's so good it's so good that he just kind of falls to pieces yeah yeah like he's just done like you're like okay Mm, okay yes sure you're sorry (laughs) like and i love that and so i think that i i could utilize all of his strengths and keep his worst qualities in check and also because he uh, he is such a thirsty like pervert like I could I could definitely like hold that over his head and just keep him in line yeah. and 
you know what? Everyone always like talks shit about women for doing that, but if you got it, flaunt it. It's a tool. <laughs> it's true. Gotta use. <laughs> Gotta use what so, you got. Yeah, I would. I would pick Jane. That would be. Oh, we would have such fun cruise. We should get our own starship. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I know. God, Shannon, why haven't we done that? Why haven't we gotten our own starship? And we're just slacking. We should be out wandering the verse instead of here in this drudgery <laughs> by age 30 you should have your own starship and a crew of ragtag adventurers <laughs> god all of the media i consume has lied to me everything's wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good that's a good one that's a good one we love oh man man such a good such a good show such good characters. Such a good show. Yeah, makes me super happy. And I'm so glad that we we finally got to talk about it. I know, I know. Everything has been very chaotic over the past month. So, you know, apologies in advance, everybody. It's mostly my fault. <laughs> but it, it's also my fault. You know, life gets crazy and there's stuff going on right now for both of us. And, you know, we, we are probably not going to be able to give you a new episode every week. So we appreciate you sticking in there and you know hang in with us while we you know make the time when we can because we really do love doing this it's so much fun and and so happy that people are enjoying it and you know if you do enjoy it tell your pals be like yo these two weirdos do a podcast and you could listen to it if you want we would love that yeah <laughs> you can listen to it if you want maybe okay bye <laughs> okay <laughs> But yeah, we do we do genuinely love doing it. So hopefully we will be able to continue to do it even every other week. That would be okay, I think. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll work on it. Yeah, we're we're working on it. We're working on ourselves. <laughs> stick stick with us. 2020's been a bit of a bear, so it's it's been a big old big old nasty bear. I, bears are bears are cute. Bears are bears are good. Yeah. What's a what's a bad thing? 2020's been a big old uh Dalek destroying everything in its path and with that's reason. more accurate yeah because <laughs> i like bears you're right that's unfair to the bear community oh yeah man. thanks for joining us on our episode about the the, the verse and everything yeah <laughs> thanks everybody this was super fun and thank you shannon for doing this with me it's always super fun hanging with you Oh, yeah. I couldn't ask for a better person to do it with. Same here, pal. Same hecking here here on that big old sappy sweet note. I have been Amy. And I have been Shannon. And let's look at 2020 like Mal looks at his ship after all the shit that's happened. She's tore up plenty, but she'll fly true. Let's do that absolutely and once we get through it we can say that we've done the impossible and that makes us might yeah heck yeah (laughs) media heck yeah sci-fi media making you feel better about all the chaos and apocalypse of the world go (laughs) sci-fi forever and always fuck yeah (laughs) sci-fi thanks for thanks for joining us everybody have a have a good couple of weeks week i don't know we'll see we'll see you soon guys we'll keep posted thanks so much thank you Bye.